I am Justin Boyd. I'm Brittany Pacheco. And I'm George and Frank. <laughs> and we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to another edition of the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to talk to you about Black Widow. It's finally out. Feels like forever, but we finally got to see it. Uh, the movie was delayed three times during the pandemic. Originally, it's supposed to come out in May of 2020. It's pushed back a couple other times. So we finally got it. It came out July 9th, 2021 in theaters and on Disney Plus with uh, Premier Access. And that's how I enjoyed it. And I did enjoy that that option. I think that's a, that's a really cool thing. Hopefully that continues. I don't think it's going to continue the rest of the year, but uh, it's the future. So anyway, I, I enjoyed that. The movie had a budget of $200 million. And in just the first weekend, it's already grossed $215 million worldwide. That's 80 okay. million in the U.S. theaters, which is the most since the pandemic began, beating uh, F9. And it thank six- God, this movie has a lot of similarities with F9. Just saying. Oh God. Um, it also made 60 million on Disney Plus. So that's pretty good. Only 20 million more at the box office, despite like a 20 dollar difference in price point. That's or you know, <laughs> depending on the kind of ticket you're going to get at the movies. I mean, you could spend, you know, you could spend 25 bucks on a you know, on an IMAX 3D movie. No mm-hmm. doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie was directed by Kate Shortland, who I'm not familiar with. And uh, one of the writers was Jack Schaefer. And she, of course, worked on WandaVision. She was kind of the head writer or showrunner of that show. The cast, real quickly, it's Scarlett Johansson, of course, as Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow. We have Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, her younger sister. Uh, we have David Harbour as Alexi. He also is the Red Guardian, which is kind of the Russian answer to Captain America. <laughs> Rachel Weiss as Melina, who is the, the mom of the family. And Ray Winstone as uh, General Dra- Drakoff, Drakoff the, uh, the big bad in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie, it, it's not a prequel but it's not a current day film either. It takes place, I guess in 2016, it takes place between the events of Captain America, civil war and Avengers infinity war. And it's the 24th film for the MCU overall. And the first of phase four. So before we kind of talk about the things we, you know, things we liked or didn't like about the movie, what are your overall thoughts about black widow, uh, Brittany? I really enjoyed it. I mean, first and foremost, I can finally say that I can now wear my Black Widow shirt. Uh, For those of you who are watching this video, I'm going to give you a little preview of what it is. Yes, give me Natasha Romanoff vibes. We're making that Black Widow symbol, and it's got like different uh, adjectives for Natasha, her name in Russian. Um, You know, she's an Avenger. She's a trained assassin, of course, and things like that. So I'm I am thrilled just to be able to wear the shirt now because I bought this months ago. But in regard to the movie, I was really entertained by it. I, I don't think off the top of my head, I can remember a movie that I've seen recently that had so much girl on girl like fight. Um, perhaps maybe one of the, I, I, I said recently, I said recently for me. No, 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 you had me on girl on girl. I was like, wait, what? Oh God. Sorry. Leave it to Frank. Sorry. Leave it to Frank. Jesus. No, but um, the seeing, of course, Scarlet fight against uh, uh, Florence, you know, I don't know how much of their, 
fighting scenes were actually them versus like stunt doubles or whatever. But damn, you know, so much going on in in terms of Black Widow versus her sister. And I I don't recall ever seeing Natasha Romanoff getting her ass kicked so much. So that was kind of refreshing in a way. But overall, I did enjoy the movie. I think there's still some holes there, of course, that we'll probably talk about uh, in our review. But yeah, overall, I really did enjoy this movie. And it's about damn time that my girl... ScarJo gets her damn movie. <laughs> Frank, what are your thoughts? I thought it was one of the better Marvel movies I, I've seen. Um, I thought I thought it was long overdue, but given the pandemic and everything that was going on, I, I understood it. Um, the story, I don't know if you guys watched Hannah. The story eerily reminds me of Hannah, mm. uh, as far as the orange story with the, you know, with the red room and you know, the you know, the, the all girls, all women assassins and all that. But I thought it was great. I thought the supporting cast was wonderful. The action was exquisite. Like, um, my only beef was she's not a super soldier. She's not like right. a god or a goddess or anything. So some of the bumps she was taking, like there was a scene where she fell from a building and hit like every single platform getting to the ground. And she just, yeah. just walks away. Like, I'm like, come on, bro. Like, come on. I, I mean, I know it's a Marvel movie, but we need, I need a little more realism as far as like, the 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 uh, durability of a, uh, of a human being, but um, as far as the story, I thought the story was great. Like Brittany said, there was some holes in it too that I had some questions about. But I think, in my opinion, I think it did a good job of giving the character closure, and while simultaneously opening up a gateway to a Disney series that's going to come up later on this year that we're gonna, I'm sure we're going to talk about in this in this episode. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I agree with you, Frank. I thought it was really well made. Like I. Um... I think I mentioned last week or the week before that, you know, this movie, and I still haven't watched any reviews for it because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to be spoiled or whatever, but uh, I thought it was better. It was better than I expected. Not that I expected it to be bad, but it was, uh, it's pretty good. Like I, I, uh, I was really entertained. I really liked the, uh, the post-credit scene. I knew about the post-credit scene, but I've forgotten about it because, uh, and this is where we'll start to spoil stuff. The post-credit scene features a, uh, Valentina de Allegra, or what's her name? Constant. Anyway, it's Val. It's it's so Julie it's Con- Dreyfus. It's Contessa so, Allegra, Allegra Valentina de, de Fontaine. De Fontaine. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Val for for short, which is Don't Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. <laughs> Julie Julie Louis Dreyfus character, which we saw in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, she was actually you know this movie was supposed to come out before the series, and so. We were supposed to meet her there, or this movie before we see her in Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I thought that was a cool addition. I thought the whole like you know, giving uh, Yelena the the iPad, not to be confused with the Tim pad, with uh, <laughs> you know the photo of Hawkeye and saying, "Hey, if you want to, you know, avenge you wanna, your sister, yeah, your sister's death, then then here's the man you should look for." Which, like Frank just said, is going to lead to the Hawkeye series, which. Yelena Belova is going to be in that series. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, overall, I enjoyed it. The action stuff, I agree, was really cool. But this is where I think that I think it was very similar to F9, where you had a lot of crazy car stunts and motorcycle oh. stuff and people falling that also yeah. aren't superpowered, just like how Vin Diesel isn't superpowered, despite he, I mean, he is, but he isn't. You know what I mean? Like, he's not Superman, but he is. Um, there were, it, there were definite laws of physics being broken in this movie just 
you know, when the girls are like falling out of the sky, like Yelena drops first, but then somehow Black Widow is able to like get to her quickly, put the parachute on and like, there's just no way, right? You know what I'm she saying? Like, just... off the, no, no, she propels off debris. Yeah. She, like yeah. launches herself yeah. to get to yeah. her sister. I'm like, bro, come on. <laughs> still, still entertaining as hell. I mean, I don't think for me personally, I don't think there was truly like a dull point. No. I, I think that, I think even like the, you know, the more solemn type scenes, I still th- feel like that was kind of needed in order to understand like who Black Widow is and then who Yelena is, you know, just the differences between the two sisters. I say that with air quotes, of course, but like, there's still like this common enemy that they, they have to fight together in order to defeat. So I, I think, I honestly feel that everything was very necessary. I will say right off the bat too, I thought it was really weird that we saw a lot of the, um, I don't know what you call it, I guess credits to uh, producers and, and, and directors and things like that at the very beginning of the film, as opposed to other Marvel films that all that happens at the very end, like montages and things like that happen at the very end. I thought it was really weird to see it in the beginning. And I don't know if, if that takes away from anything, but it was just one one thing, like I said, I noticed that was a big difference from other Marvel uh, properties. Yeah, it made it feel different. Maybe that's mm-hmm. going to be something they'll do in Phase Four. Maybe it's, they're just there's a different you know aesthetic to that part. Um, but to touch on the action scene, since we were kind of talking about them already, I thought the falling scene that you talked about at the end, Brittany. Like, yeah, it's you're right. The laws of physics are definitely not followed, but it was it looked <laughs> really cool. Um, you know, the fight between Natasha and Yelena when they first see each other after 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's a very choreographed fight, but, uh, but I mean, pretty brutal. Like they're, you know, <laughs> they're, they're beating each other up and using, you know, uh, glass plates and they've got the, what was it? The, uh, the blanket or the drapes or whatever wrapped around their necks. And like, it's yeah. uh, pr- pretty crazy stuff. Um, the first encounter with Taskmaster on the on the uh, on the the bridge that was a pretty uh, you know pretty cool scene. Um, so let me let me ask y'all uh, just on this real quick because I, it didn't occur to me it it occurred to John very quickly um, when you first see Taskmaster. Do you assume it's a male or a female? You know, did you did you well, was that even a thought? Well, okay. So here's the thing. I was going to get to this in a second, but so the, the task, uh, the taskmaster reveal, I think, and I don't know about Frank, what you thought about this, but I thought, I think going in, I think a lot of people on the internet, I noticed thought that it was going to be Melina. Mm -hmm. You were kind of led to believe it was going to be Rachel Weiss's character just from trailers and everything. And the fact that it wasn't was, was a surprise to me. The fact that it was a female, wasn't a surprise. I mean, in the comic books, it's a male character. Right. Um, but but that I, I did think that the 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 character looked kind of like it might be a woman. It was a very or a very thin man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. it seemed like it would be a female. And like I said, I thought it was Rachel Weiss uh, the whole time, but obviously I was wrong about that. Being it was Drakeoff's daughter. Uh, Frank, what did you think about the reveal of of Taskmaster? It didn't dawn on me. I thought it would be an adaptation of a of a, a male oriented character from comic books. So I, I didn't. I didn't even think that it would be a woman. I mean, it was a good twist, um, you know, with being Drakeoff's daughter and, you know, things of that nature. Her taking that, this, this storyline made sense of her taking it personal of like, you know, this Black Widow tried to kill me and 
I was collateral damage and, you know, I'm, I'm making my life's goal to, to end her or whatever. So that makes well, sense. But then also remember that she was part of that experiment of the the sub subjugation. She had a chip implanted in her. That way she did her father's every will. You know, if he said go yeah. kill, you know, Black Widow or whomever, that's what she was gonna do. And yeah. it and it very much reminded me, of course, of going back to X-Men with um Stryker when Wolverine was finding out about himself and how Stryker had whatever he had to get answers out of Magneto and then to control that other, you know, Wolverine type with the, with the nails. I don't remember her name, but anyway. Um, strike. Yeah, so as I say, it, those kind of things struck me very similar, but the fact that I was, it never dawned on me that the possibility of Taskmaster being a woman was there but john like picked it up really quickly he's like well just like look at her you know her build you know she her shoulders aren't strong uh, broad enough to be a male and i'm like well this is also armor but I, I i saw where he was coming from but then i figured quickly about the whole when yelena had said to uh, uh natasha about how she didn't make a comment at all about killing drakov's daughter i'm like oh well that's who taskmaster is uh, master is is, is drakov's daughter like that to me was very apparent i still don't understand and maybe i overlooked it because i saw it twice i still don't understand how drake off and the daughter got away from that explosive, that explosive building in budapest did, did they touch on that did, did, he, did they touch on how he, he escaped because that building imploded they they talked about that as much as we got an answer how natasha escaped general ross at the very end okay yeah <laughs> I, I i thought that was I was, like, I was like, maybe, maybe I looked, maybe I looked it over. Maybe I was just surprised by the action, but mm -mm. that was not explained to me in the movie. No. The only yeah. thing I can think of is it's, you know, because Drakeoff was like this, you know, guy who's so in control and he's like, you know, has all these agents and all these widows. The, my only guess would be that he expected the bombing to happen. And then he like fake, you know, he wasn't actually there. Or the daughter wasn't actually there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, the daughter was there obviously because she was uh, injured. Um, but I mean, yeah, she should have been blown up and yeah. Yeah. They didn't really explain that. that was yeah. And he, he too should have had some kind of like scarring or, or something. I mean, she had her face blown off or like her eye was all jacked up and whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. you know, and if he escaped, he escaped without his daughter. That's equally fucked up too. Okay. Let's not just put it all on, on Natasha. Like, collateral damage fine that's awful but like if he abandoned his own child to save his own skin bruh that father of the year mm, mm -mm. yeah but i think that's a foregone conclusion like you literally had your daughter on on a mind under some subjugation for 20 years at that point yeah, that's true i don't think i don't think he really cared about her safety at that point she he was not she was nothing more than a a, a weapon x program project for him right right exactly it's a great way of putting just it. sticking with uh taskmaster um so we're led to believe it's a man though, because there's yeah. one part where Elena says, you know, hell, here he comes. Like, cause right. like he's, it's, he's, it's he's the, back or something. Yeah. Like it's the chase scene where Taskmaster is like in the, the tank like vehicle and they're driving through in the still an SUV. So, you know, we're led to believe that, that it's a man, but I, I knew that I kind of figured that wasn't the case, but you know, I, honestly, this is not a character I'm super familiar with, but if you want to kind of learn a little bit about the character, there's a great animated movie. It's a it's Captain America and, the, and Iron Man, and it's on Disney Plus. It's called Heroes United. Um, Taskmaster is in that 
is in that movie. He's like the one of the main villains. And it's pretty cool. And the artwork is kind of done like almost in like the what if style. So it's like a, mm. it's a cooler looking uh, animation. Comic book. Yeah. So I would say check that out if you're interested in the character. I mean, obviously in a different version than the MCU version um, of the character. And, you know, and also I, th- I thought it was kind of cool that the first time we see uh, Taskmaster, you, we see that he, that the character is watching footage of Hawkeye and Black Panther fighting from Civil War. Mm-hmm. And then you notice later on in the movie, she uses the bow and arrow like Hawkeye, and then she has the claws like Black Panther yeah. when she's fighting Red Guardian. So that was a nice callback. And then, of course, they and they tell you over and over. You know, Elena tells us, and Drakeoff tells us that you know she can mimic. She's a, you know she has the same fighting style. She sees this fighting style. She's like a mirror. So they did a good job explaining like because that's the main part of the character. Whether it's a man or a woman doesn't. I don't think really matters as much as long as you get the costume right. And the fact that, you know, the powers, the abilities or whatever, which they, they nailed that. So, uh, well, and, and let's also not overlook the fact that Taskmaster had a shield, you know, and, yeah. and with toss that shield, much like Captain America right. and, right. Right. you know, yeah. just use that over and over again, but to see uh, how Taskmaster would analyze whoever she was fighting and like, like you're saying, mimic, um, how Natasha, you know, from her back, you know, pop up back onto her feet and kind of, they both do the same pose. It's like, oh shit, you know, you've literally met your match. You know, it's, it's fighting, fighting a mirror as I think Elena had, had put it. So yeah, it was, it was really cool to see um, just that whole dynamic. Um, but I, I actually was a little taken aback when, when for sure it was revealed that it was, it was a female and Dracoff's daughter um, at that. So so this movie obviously was, I mean, it's, it was ScarJo's, you know, solo film, but I want to talk about the breakout star of the movie and that's Florence Pugh, who I didn't know. I, I've never seen her in anything that I'm aware of. She, um, I believe was in the most recent adaptation of Little Women. And I say that because the fact that she okay. and Emma Watson, who was also up for the role or was considered rather for the role of Yelena, um, they both starred in that movie together. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the only other movie that I can think of that I've, Mm -hmm. I've seen or heard of Florence, but yeah, for sure. This is going to be her breakout role. I thought she was great. Like, I I thought she was so good. I thought I was like, is she Russian? I had to look it up. She's actually an English actress, but I thought she was Russian because like, it was such a good accent. Um, she's a cool character. I mean, I I don't think I'm alone alone on saying that, like, I'm looking forward to seeing this character more in the MCU and we're going to get that, like we said, in Hawkeye. Um, but you know, I like the, I thought her comedy was pretty good. I thought the comedy throughout the movie was actually pretty good. You know, her, her calling out ScarJo for the, or, or calling out Natasha for the fighting pose. And then later on, she ends up doing the pose and she's like disgusted she's like, herself. Uh, yeah. That was a great, like, there were so many callbacks in the movie that worked out well, that didn't seem like, like trite and forced it was just like oh that's a like that's a cool that you're able to bring that back and and make it kind of feel organic you know so i want to ask a question to frank um and i think we all strongly feel the same about captain marvel frank i know for a fact of course you've talked about how uh the captain marvel jokes just you know didn't land how did this differ for you or was it the same at I'll, I'll put it like this. I was I was meh on like Hawkeye's upcoming series, 
now that I know that she's in it, and now that I saw her performance in this movie, I'm even more excited to see Hawkeye now because I, I, I she's a she's such a compelling character. She has little, she has more pizzazz and personality to her Black Widow character than Scarlet does. Scarlet was was very good, very good and all right, but she has a more pizzazz, fresh outtake to her character, which I want to see play out on Hawkeye. Um, I thought the jokes landed well for it. It's it, it's a very serious, dark Marvel movie. When you talk about little girls being kidnapped, you know, one out of twenty thing. What they said, one out of twenty make the program, and the rest get killed. Like it's a very dark Marvel movie, and she did a great job of adding a lighthearted, um, comedic undertones to the movie. What I thought was very impressive. Um, she was she was the breakout star in the movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so unlike. Captain Marvel, I think she hit perfectly on her jokes. And I, I love the sister back and forth between her and, and, and uh, Scarlett Johansson. I just wish I had another movie of those two before, you know, Scarlett bowing out. But no, I I, I, I totally agree. This, this is way better as far as the jokes landing and, and the character development and like the acting um, per se. So I agree. And, and kind of on topic of the uh, it's a very serious and dark movie and one of the kind of in a way trying to make it lighthearted is how <laughs> Elena after they bust a red guardian out of jail she she talks about you know having to have an involuntary hysterectomy and she goes through all the details of that and right, I am right. sitting there okay first of all this is obviously a very serious subject okay I am not making lighthearted of any of that situation right it's it sounds awful but her just going into detail and clearly making alexi so uncomfortable it just i was giggling the entire time because you know obviously i'm not going to try to get too political here but for you know men out there to try to decide you know what a goes through a woman's body and making those kinds of decisions. And then a woman actually breaking it down saying, you know, they go up in there and chop things to bits and shit like that. Yeah. Don't mess with us y'all. I'm just saying, but yes, I, in, in that sense of, you know, trying, it comes off kind of, you know, just funny, but it's not funny. It's really dark and sad. And she delivered, I mean, she absolutely delivered. And one other line for me that, that was just comical was how she was trying to break down the the antidote of the the subjugation chemical whatever and and Natasha's like you know in English next time and then she you know rattles off in Russian to simplify it and it's like ah smart ass you know that's that was good that was good I, I I think like you're saying Frank the back and forth between the two Natasha and Yelena I wish there was more I absolutely do wish that there was more and but for what we did get, I, I thought it was just fantastic, you know, just how they, they played off each other. Absolutely. And I, I need to say this too. Rachel Weiss looks great. She's been in the game for a long time. And like, okay. She was in the mummy. The mummy came out what 21 years ago. Like 1999. She looks the same. Like, she, looks the same. like she, doesn't, mm-hmm. she hasn't aged a day. And I think Alexi's met a joke um in there talking about how she didn't age a day i'm like yeah i agree she has an age a day like she looks great like well you do surprise you do know why right no she's married to james bond she's married to daniel craig oh well that, that, that'll always make you look that'll always make you feel feel young every day yeah i think the last time i actually saw rachel weiss in anything was constantine 
that was yeah. like 10, 12 years ago. And mm-hmm. yeah, she's, yeah, man. Shout out to her, man. She did a great job too as Melina. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And and uh, what's his name? I can't think of it. Uh, the, uh, the actor who played Alexi. Uh, David Harbour. David Harbour. I did not realize that he's married to uh, Lily Allen, who's Alfie Allen's sister. I didn't, know. Oh, I didn't know that. Alan, yeah. as in Theon. <laughs> oh, Theon Greyjoy. Yeah. Oh wow. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Did not know that. Yeah. How either. many connections? It's so crazy. Yeah. So crazy. But that's that's you know hindsight. Um, but the fact that Alexi, I mean, David Harbour just just did fantastic in this role always making everything about himself you know how he's in the jail talking to the inmates about him having what come across captain america and they're doing the the arm wrestling thing and he's like just you know slamming every dude that comes up against him and then the one really big dude uh i think his name was ursa or something like that kind of reminded me of like a mountain type you know dude because he's just swole and he challenges him. He's like, well, when did all this happen? Oh, 83, 84. Well, Captain America was still, you know, under the ice, you know, during that time. You're calling me a liar? Snap. Snap that that wrist. And he's like, oh, <laughs> just thought it was great. Yeah. He was definitely uh, obsessed with Captain America. There were so oh, many references, so many questions. He, mm-hmm. he thought of himself as like a, a you know, co-equal with Captain America. You know, he's the, the Russian version. And, you know, he asked Elena, or he asks, uh, sorry, he asks Natasha, did he ask about me? And she's like, yeah. who? And he's like, Captain America. And it's like, Captain America never has never met this guy. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't believe, I mean, like, when would they have met? You know, like, he's been in prison for a long time, and Captain America was in the ice until, what, like 2011 Two, or something? 2010, yeah. 2010 or something? So, yeah. Something yeah. Like that. I don't think they met. So I have a question, and, and maybe you guys can kind of shed light on it. The fact that the Soviet Union had a quote unquote super soldier and that being the Red Guardian, uh, how did that come to be? Because I obviously know about the Winter Soldier program, right? Um, and and all that. Um, damn, what's what's his name? Um, uh, Erskine? Erskine? Not Erskine, but the other dude with the glasses. He worked for the Red Skull. Um, they oh. were trying to oh man so i guess my real question is how did all that come to be with the red guardian i mean were they able to really uh duplicate the super soldier serum or when when did he when was he created if you will so in the movies they don't talk about when that was created in the comic books there are different there are different forms of the of the super super soldier serum um erskine was the first one to make uh uh, a legitimate perfect strain with no side effects, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, but in, um, so like, well, I know Natasha's father created the super soldier serum for Russia. And in the comic books, Natasha is a super soldier as well. So mm. so they, they changed her story in the movies. Um, so in the movies, I'm not sure who created it in the movies per se, but those those multiple strands of the super soldier serum created all throughout. Um, Got it. But what I found interesting in the movie is that, uh, and Melina talked about it, I think, at the dinner table when we all met for the first time after 20 years. She talked about how they were in Ohio working on the cover and she was the brains and he and, and Alyssa was the muscle. And while they were working at that Ohio State or Ohio University, they found out that that shield operation was really a hydro operation. Mm-hmm. So they weren't working with either or. They weren't hydro or shield. 
they yeah. were a separate Russian entity that right. came across. Oh shit, Hydra's on is 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 working as Shield or whatever. So um, that was kind of that was kind of a cool um, uh, fabric that they added in there, <laughs> saying that kind of showing you that Russia was own power going on under under the under the shadows that Drakov was talking about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, in the movies, they don't talk about who, who created it. But in the comic books, Natasha's dad created the, the super, ser- super soldier serum for Russia. Okay. Because that, that was something that was very much... The, the theme of like family, of course, was talked about a lot throughout this movie. The fact that the family that we saw in the beginning of this movie with the girls, it was all fake, right? The fact that it was revealed to Natasha that uh, she claimed that her mother just, you know, threw her away and, and what have you. But then the truth was that, you know, kind of similar to what we see in the boys is that the families are paid off to experiment or to, you know, take these kids who, who show some kind of sign of, of any uh, capabilities. Right. And so Natasha's real mother is dead. There was no mention of the father. Right. And, how Yelena said that even though this was like a fake family this was this was real for me you know she was like six when we first opened with this movie right I don't know how old Natasha's character is supposed to be I mean considerably older um but like 12 I bet that's what I was thinking 12 13 um because that would put ScarJo in the in the right you know age um so the fact that yeah so the fact that like it's heavily focused around family, you know, mm-hmm. and I really, I really did enjoy that because you see like the struggles that everyone went through, you know, they try to say, Oh, we raised you as best as we could. And mm-hmm. da, 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 da. And, and that's something I think like all families can obviously relate to and, and can sympathize and, or empathize and just say, yeah, I get it. You know, this is, it's tough. There's no, there's no manual about how to raise kids and how to be a perfect family or anything like that. You know, you just, you just do what you got to do. Um, but the girls coming to terms with, you know, who they are and their family and things like that. Um, it was, it was a nice kind of happy ending, if you will, but we know it's not happy ending. Um, but on the comment, Frank, about what Melina had said at the dinner table about shield slash Hydra, that's a really just great, nod because this was obviously supposed to be the first movie to come out for phase four but that you know or the first thing to come out for phase four but that didn't happen right it it, it went with the shows but the fact that uh val is madam hydra but she worked for shield and hydra right she was like nick fury's lover so that's like that great like (laughs) sorry that great tie-in you know about how shield and hydra operated and how she's gonna you know play a role into all this so. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's 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 just Marvel doing a great job of just the continuity. Like we found out in Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, that Hydra was infiltrating Shield all these years. They 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 in the flashback they they even talk about how oh Melina talks about how Hydra is 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 masquerading as Shield. It's just you're keeping up the consistent storyline of of what happened over the last eight nine years. And um, I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just so impressed with this movie. And like, and Melina, <laughs> she's a badass, bro. Like, she says things in the movie that she says it so nonchalantly, but at the same time, it's like, God damn, word. Like, she, like, she went to the red room three fucking times. Like, like she says it so matter of factly. Like, yeah, 
I'm that bitch. I went through Reverend three damn times. But she said it so calmly, like, like yeah. it was nothing. One in 20 girls don't make, I mean, make the program. The other 19 are dead and she makes it. She, she went through three rounds of this shit. Like, like I'll I see a Melina ordinance story. Like she's cold <laughs> as fuck. Like that, that's, you know, and like, um, and the movie was so smart too. Like when, when they show offhand, like how we thought Melina betrayed Natasha by calling, um, by, you know, by, you know, by calling, you know, the, the, the assassins or, you know, the black the women movie to the house. You know they, you know she's so smart and so you know so shifty and how how she was able to even outsmart Drake off a little bit. So um, the 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 cast did a great job. Um, I was kind of, I was kind of know about Lexi's character a little bit, but um, as far as the cast as a whole, I thought they did a great job. And I know there was questions about Scarlett Johansson being being able to lead uh, on standalone alone movie. I think she answers questions perfectly in uh, in, in this film. Um, and I I, I love. I want to see more stories like this. Um, mm -hmm. But let me ask you and uh, Brittany and Justin this question. Do you think the Black Widow series would have been a better suited Disney Plus series? A series that follows solely Scarlett Johansson or, or yeah, Natasha like, Romanoff? Yes, yeah, so this movie, do you think it would have been great, better had they done eight or nine episodes starting from like a more, a more, concise background of the red room you know flashbacks of that going to like seven eight episodes going to the going to it going to the end so i feel like because we all know she died in game but i feel like it would have resonated more of seeing more of scarlet doing a seven eight episode run than two in two and a half hours so i i was almost gonna say uh Yes, because the fact that we have the Loki series, we know that Loki, you know, died in, in Infinity War. But the reason that we have the Loki series is because the 2012 Loki used the Tesseract to escape that timeline. So thus, we're following that. I feel with Black Widow, because her character is over in the MCU, I think the movie that we got and the story and all the information that we got was... I think it was well done to the point where we can we can move on from her character. Uh, of course, I would have loved to have seen you know Scarjo be Natasha Romanoff and and have these encounters with uh, Yelena and all these other things. But I think I think this is what was needed. I think this is um, I think it was just very well done. What are your what are your thoughts, Justin? So you know, prestige wise, the movie is obviously a bigger deal for the actors, for the studio. And, you know, we've been watching these series and these series look amazing, but this movie looked better than those series, in my opinion. I mean, I think it, I mean, it was a movie. It felt like a movie. It was actually a movie. So, and, you know, when you think about it, like the TV series so far had been about side characters, you know, I mean, Anthony Mackie obviously is now the new Captain America. So he's, he's ascended to one of the main characters. You know, he's assumed the mantle of Captain America, but, you know, Scarlett Johansson's character was one of the main Avengers. And so mm -hmm. I think to give her a series is kind of a, a slight in a way. Yeah. Now, you know, would I want to see more story? Yes, I would want to see more story. But if you ask me whatever they have us like one season of six or seven episodes of the movie, I think I'll take the movie just because I, I like the movie. I think it was a, a pretty like self-contained story. Like I think people, maybe people who haven't watched <clears throat> all 20 
three of the other movies could probably jump into this movie and not feel totally lost. You know, I thought, yeah. I thought that part of it was nice. So yeah, I'll take the movie over the series, but I mean, I'd like to, I mean, these other characters, they definitely could be in a series. You could definitely, you know, continue that. And mm-hmm. Like we said, Yelena is going to be in the Hawkeye series. So for sure. Um, well, Justin, you bring up an interesting point because you're saying possibly uh, with her being a man Avenger, um, she could it could have been a slight, but Hawkeye, he's a man Avenger as well. That's yeah, true. But he's treated as a side. He's treated as like a side, you know, not sidekick, but like it, it, that that's even one thing that um oh my god what's his name the actor jeremy renner jeremy renner thank you yeah. i spaced out on his name horribly uh he even said it when he was first cast as hawkeye that or the character wasn't played out as how he thought it would be so he wasn't happy with how hawkeye was being perceived so the very fact from the get-go it's like he's not necessarily a main avenger but he is yeah um but yeah, you you bring up a, a very valid point, Frank. The fact that he's getting uh, a, a series as opposed to his own movie. But then it's like, I feel like if it was Hawkeye with Natasha, it would have made sense because of the whole Budapest thing. Like you know, we they talked for we've heard it for years about you know this is like Budapest. It's like you and I remember it very different. You know, um, and I'm gonna sidebar the fact that we went to Budapest and and saw the importance behind that and and how uh natasha defected to you know shield with you know barton and and trying to uh kill drakov you know we finally got that story you know we've been waiting for years for yeah but is it budapest or budapest you know i'm now saying budapest the way that she says it i think it's budapest (laughs) i think it's budapest i think you should ask the people of hungary just saying oh it's in hungary I don't know any Hungarian people though, but if I ever meet one, I'll ask them. Um, back to the whole movie kind of construct of these characters, you know, all, in fairness, whenever they made like the Ant-Man movie, that was kind of the one where it's like, Oh, I mean, even guardians of the galaxy, these are not super well-known characters. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I, you know, black widow and Hawkeye, I don't, I mean, I, I guess they, they do have their own comic series because I guess every character kind of does, but they're not like, I'm sure there are, there are gaps in years between like a Hawkeye series and a Black Widow series. Whereas I would assume that Iron Man and Captain America kind of keep on running, you know, like mm-hmm. with DC, like Batman and Superman always have a comic and it's, you know, it's a new writer, new artist, those kind of keep going, but then like the lesser characters don't. So I think it's, yeah. I think it's more like that. That's probably a bigger part of it. It's just, they're not big enough characters, but you do make a good point about Hawkeye. Um, but I guess mm-hmm. I've always kind of felt he was kind of, you know, kind of a side side character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I have a quick question too. Um, so the beginning yeah. of this movie, we, we see the young girls, Natasha and Yelena yeah. in Ohio as, you know, family. Uh, what did y'all think of the, uh, actor actresses that were cast as Yelena and or young Yelena and young uh, Natasha. I was a boy initially. The girl put Natasha. I thought it was a boy at first. I didn't know it was. <laughs> it was a very boyish looking girl. I I, yeah. I knew. I mean, I knew it was supposed to be Natasha, so I knew it was a girl. But it was a very boyish looking girl. Yes. What was another the... girl? I thought was, you know, Yelena is the little Yelena seemed like you know cute little girl. Like she was like what six years old or something, five mm-hmm. years old. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. 
uh, yeah, I, w- I was a little thrown, uh, kind of just thrown off by uh, Natasha having like the blue hair and it was, I'm thinking like, why, why is this like, why, you know, why are we hiding the red hair? You know, is it, I, I, I would like background information about that. Or is it just the typical, like a teenager, like I want to, you know, do crazy things and I'll wear crazy things just to. They were undercover. So maybe yeah. I was. That's true. My father undercover stick, um, doing three years they were in, in Ohio. I didn't get a clarity on that too, because they said mm-hmm. they were together for three years. So prior mm-hmm. to that, where was Natasha and where were where was her sister? Natasha that? presumably had been in the red room because remember right. when they make it to Cuba, I think it was Cuba that they they flew to, that uh-huh. when the guards were about to take Yelena and she takes the gun away from that guard and threatens to kill everyone she looks to alexi and says you know she's she's just six years old and he goes you were younger when when you when you went so if natasha was if if the story is true about her family having been paid to take natasha as an infant to raise her in the red room and to train her, et cetera, et cetera. Like that's all that Natasha has ever known. And if she was needed to go undercover to pose as a family, you know, with other agents, then, you know, there you go. But she, that's a life that she ultimately didn't want. She saw the normalcy of, you know, suburban life, if you will, and didn't want that for Yelena either. So that's why she's pleading, you know, she's only six, like, don't, don't do this. So Natasha's always wanted out, it seems like. And, and when she finally had that opportunity with, with uh, Clint to defect to S.H.I.E.L.D., then she took it. So the subjugation chem- chemical or whatever was not in play when she was first, when she first defected from S.H.I.E.L.D.? Because Melina had been working on this since, she was, since Natasha was 12, 13 years old, apparently, in Ohio. Right. So when did it come in play, this, this subjugation chemical? I don't, I don't think we'll, we have that answer because we also don't know how long ago uh, Natasha had, had defected. Mm-hmm. And, and so let's say if that happened after her, her defection, then, you know, that, that would make sense as to why it never happened to her, mm-hmm. you know, uh, why it would have happened to Yelena and like all those other girls that were in the red room. So yeah, because if you want to do a timeline, she first appeared in Iron Man 2 in 2010, right? So that was not... Oh, that wasn't that long ago? <laughs> yeah, because Iron Man 1 came out in 98. I mean, 08. Oh, yeah, 2008. 08, yeah. oh, and then Iron Man 2 came out in 2010. If, right. she, if she went back to the Red Room in 95, that means that was, that was what, a 15-year time difference between... Yeah, so she'd she be like 27 room, or something. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. where they debuted in Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's a lot jam packed in 15 years, man, to all of a sudden gain the trust of Shield in 2010. Um, right. So, exactly. I don't know. The, the time the timeline is a little bit jumbled a little bit. Um, but, yeah. but as far as the, the movie itself, the action and and, and the characters, they, they they all did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was impressed with especially the the young girl who played young Natasha. Um, just the kind of ferocity that she had to deliver in protecting uh young Yelena and and telling the guards I'll kill you I'll kill all of you and you know in English and in Russian because Russian's not not an easy language to uh to try to speak mm-hmm. and um I was very impressed by 
by her performance. And, and I hope that she uh, continues acting if that's what she wants to do. And hopefully we'll see her in other shows, movies, and she plays this badass, you know, type of female. Like, yeah. I, I was, she, I was impressed. She definitely gave me, she definitely gave me Hannah vibes. Definitely gave me <laughs> Hannah vibes. I was like, this is Hannah. This is a Marvel version of Hannah all over again. That's yeah, so. too funny. Yeah. That's too funny. I did, I did appreciate the montage of, of you know, seeing what the girls went through uh, after Cuba and then being selected and then go, going through the training. And then it fast forwards, obviously, to, you know, present or then present day, uh, Natasha Romanoff escaping uh, General or Secretary Ross. What, what did y'all think about him being brought back into uh, the movie or in, back into this whole thing? I thought it was pointless. I, I, didn't, I didn't think, I mean, they, they had him in the pre, in the trailers, like he was going to play an integral part. Mm-hmm. Two scenes. I could have done. I could have done that during Ross, to be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, because like the ending scene when she lands and everybody, everybody's leaving, and General Ross gets there, and it skips to the mid credit scene. I'm like, it. I, I just feel like they just want to put William Hurt in there just to put him in there. It. it I didn't feel like he truly had a place in this story. Now, yeah. if you want to, if you want to have him in opening scene when she, when she, you know, when she escapes, that's fine. But I didn't need to see him again. It, it was. I just feel like they just had extra scenes that they just want to throw in for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he, I thought it looked pretty rough too. And I don't know if he's, I mean, obviously it's an older person, but was he made to look older? He, he did like his face, like kind of didn't look real to me. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but. Yeah. William yeah. Hurt is, I, I couldn't tell you how old William Hurt actually is, but the fact that she made a comment about, is this your second triple bypass? I, I, I think because that, and he's like back at work and he's probably yeah, in rough shape and, you know, he's yeah. just doing what he's supposed to be doing, I guess. So um, I'm sure there, there's a real, along along the way, we'll get, you know, him back in another series or another movie, I'm sure, and what have you. But, but like how Sif was brought back in Loki, uh, because I, I think she's going to be in the next Thor movie. This is just like his reintroduction, you know, back into, yeah. into I mean, Marvel. He, he was in Endgame, correct? Oh, I know. Yeah, the, the yeah, so, scene. so I mean, it's not like he hasn't been away that long. It's just right. He, he was in Infinity War too. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I thought that was just one of the major things that really bothered me was the fact that, like, you know, once everything was concluded, the family escaped with the with the Black Widows who were uh, freed of the subjugation, and they take Taskmaster in that plane with them. They they all flee the area. And Natasha's like, hey, I'm staying behind. It's like, okay, she's gonna do like what she did in DC, testify, blah, blah, blah. But then it just cuts away to when we see her with the short blonde hair. And I'm just like, wait a minute, like how does she how does she escape him? Like what yeah. happened? She was better off just leaving leaving with the with the rest of the crew. Right? It was so weird. So you know, so strange. As far as characters that I thought were strange in this movie, the the one that was like not that the guy was bad, but it was just weird was the guy who was helping Natasha, who I guess were like he he has a name on IMDb. The, the character's name is Mason. I don't do they ever call out his name in the movie? I don't remember it ever no. being said. Never and like it's like the way he's acting toward her, obviously he knows her, but like he's almost like the way he's presented, it's like we're supposed to know who he is, and it's like who the hell is this guy? You know, like so I, because again, they did the credits at the beginning of, yeah, of the movie. Right. I saw his name and I'm like, OT, I'm like, oh shit. He's in The Handmaid's Tale. He plays the husband to uh, the protagonist in, in the show. 
and I was like, but oh, a- I was like, oh, he's British in this movie. And then I had to look it up. I'm like, oh shit, he really is British. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. It I was just so strange. It was weird how he had such a a prominent spot in the movie. And like we never they never said his name. And you I don't know. It's just that was to me, that was just that was the biggest miss of the whole movie because it was just like that should have been somebody that we we knew from previous movies that was helping her something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But again, I feel like it's one of those things where we're either introduced or reintroduced to someone who's going to be, you know, uh, in the movies or or other shows later on, because he also knew Yelena. And when he had uh, said to Natasha, hey, all all these packages or whatever, that's from the Budapest uh, safe house, I I, I lent it out to somebody else. That someone else was Yelena, obviously. So he knows Yelena, Yelena, you know, you know, said something to him when they got the, the freaking plane to yeah. get uh, Alexi out. So they all know each other. I mean, so all I'm saying well, is just give the guy and give the character a name so that we know, because <laughs> it just felt it was like, I, every time I saw him, I'm like, what is the guy's name? Like, why don't they tell us like, and then actually it's funny because some places on the internet, all it says is his character name was, a, he was an agent. It doesn't even say his name, but then on IMDb, they did listen. His name is list. His name is Mason. Mason. But, yeah. Just, yeah. Just bizarre. Yeah. That, that was a little strange for sure. Uh, I- <laughs> Another another question I have slash plot hole. Um, so pretty much when the movie ends, and Natasha has that last vial of the antidote, mm-hmm. she gives it to Elena. Why don't you just give it to Melina? She's a scientist; she can manipulate it. No, she she said to to give it to uh, Melina because they were all leaving together. Why didn't she, she said, give it to Melina? She just thought, well, she Melina like, was already on the plane or far away from her. I don't know. <laughs> don't uh, be nitpicky. <laughs> no, it, just, it doesn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna give it to her. If I see a scientist who who created the antidote, I'm not gonna be like, oh, by the way, give it to the scientist. As soon as I see her, I just I just saved 15 black widows on the, on the plane. I'm not gonna be like, oh, by the way, give it to the scientist. I'm gonna give it to the scientist. Like, hey, we need we need extra vials because it's there's thousands of black widows out there who are still under mind control or subjugation or whatever. I, I don't know. I thought it was kind of weird. I wonder how that's all going to like play out in the future or not in the future, because obviously, you know, the, the post-credit we see uh, Yelena visiting Natasha's uh, gravestone, right. if you yeah. still, if you will. So it's like, okay, by that point, were all of these black widows liberated if you will, or, you know, were they all part of the blip as well? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'm curious about all that, of course, but the fact that, you know, with uh, Yelena having had that vial and having given it to Melina, right, to, to, to replicate the antidote, whatever. But then we see her with, with Val at the end, Val who presumably works for Hydra or something. Yelena works for her. So it's like, Yelena, my girl, what are you doing? What's what's happening? <laughs> I don't know she isn't Elena more of an individual contractor though. Possibly. She, That's she, what she said. She picks the targets, yeah. Right. Okay. So she's yeah, like a self sword. Yeah, I don't think she really I don't think she works for her per se. But I think she just picks up missions that she feels deemed that she deems worthy of like oh, accomplishing. Yeah. She did say to Val to not bother her. You know, you're not supposed to bother me on holiday. So right. it just sounds like they have a working relationship of sorts. 
Yeah, so. yeah, th- th- but I think she also says that she's like an independent contractor. Yeah, she says something like that in that, in that same scene. Yeah. So that's what mm-hmm. she's getting at. And that's true. It seems like Val's whole group is going to be, you know, these kind of misfits or cast off from these other properties, like you know, with the U.S. Mm-hmm. agent, and you know, I guess there's going to be more of those kind of characters. Yeah. Um, I want to tell, talk a little bit about the music. I thought the music was pretty good in this movie. Um, you mentioned the montage earlier where we had a cover of uh smells like the nirvana song which i don't like the song because i've heard the song for so long but it was kind of a cool like kind of reinvigorate that song to me Mm -hmm. and i thought like the importance of don mcclain's uh american pie in this movie obviously it was (laughs) yelena's favorite song as a kid and they're playing it on in the car on the cassette tape as they're driving away trying to escape you know when they're in ohio and then later on they use it as a callback as a way for red guardian to kind of uh reconnect back in good yeah with with uh yelena he starts singing the song so i thought the music was pretty cool um definitely (laughs) good honestly when that song was playing all i could think about was michael scott singing to the deceased model gravestone he he makes his own version of about her with that tune i don't know if you remember that justin but it, that's no, I think about. No, I don't. I actually don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. He's like bye bye, Miss Chair Model Lady. Like he was just so in love with the chair, uh, chair model. And anyway, it doesn't matter. That's all I could think about. So I'll just mention my last few favorite things before we wrap up here. Uh, I like the vest talk that uh, Elena. She was like really proud of her vest. You know, it can hold so many things. I thought that was kind of a funny scene. And then she obviously gives it to. Uh, Natasha, who then wears it in Infinity War, another costume thing. Red Guardian squeezing into his suit. You know, he obviously gained some weight while he was in prison over the years, and then he gets into the suit, and that's obviously played for comedy. And then my last thing was a uh, Melina. We she, we see that she's like a she's a farmer and she has pigs. And I grew up, uh, with, you know, we had uh, show pigs, and I thought it's pretty interesting because pigs are very smart, and that's. I think that's the reason why she chose to experiment on pigs because they're, you know, they're, I mean, they might be smarter than humans. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we're all super smart, but uh, they're pretty intelligent as a, you know, as a farm animal. So that was really cool. Were there anything y'all want to highlight any favorite things that we haven't mentioned that y'all want to talk about? Uh, I refuse to believe that this Russian agency was under wraps for 25 plus years that being on shields radar without being on the Avengers radar. I just, that was weird to me too. I don't, I don't know about that. That that's, I mean, you, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of like heroes and different factions on earth and for them to be in a pie in the sky for that long. I don't, I don't know about that, bro. That, that was, that was kind of like, that was a stretch for me too. I mean, it's, it's a movie. It's, it's, you know, sci-fi or, you know, just, it's just for fun and entertainment, obviously. But yeah, I mean, I, I just really enjoyed seeing Black Widow finally have her solo film and seeing just the different uh, struggles that kind of go on with dealing with things from your past and how it, it impacts you as a person, you know, in the now, and then just, you know, kind of coming to terms with it all, which is, again, something that I think everyone can kind of relate to in one fashion or another. And it 
you know, I, I know a lot of people said that they couldn't care less when her character died in Endgame. Um, some I don't agree with that at all. But yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> it's it, they they do it so well. Like they make you yeah. care about their characters, and like she's one of the main characters. So I, I I mean I don't think I really heard that take that much, but I don't agree with that take at all. Like if you don't care about her character, then why are you watching the Avengers movies? Like <laughs> I mean for real, like what are you doing? Like you know, there's other uh, stuff you can do. The three-hour movie, you know. So, one, like <laughs> one, one word, Justin. Bodysuit. Just saying. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I think most people where there's a lot of pornography on the internet, like where you don't have to sit through a three-hour movie to, to watch a woman in a bodysuit for day, true. fifteen minutes. You know, so. <laughs> anyway, no, but honestly, like I, I wasn't one of those who, who, you know, didn't think anything of like her, her death in Endgame. I was like, wow, this is like the self-sacrifice, all the, the red was, that was in her ledger and all that stuff and how she was trying to do right. And then this was like the one thing that she felt that she could do. Um, yeah, that I was like, oh, wow, I feel that. And then the fact that it's like, they brought her back to life, if you will, you see the bond she has with these individuals, especially that of Yelena. And and so that, that post-credit scene of Yelena, uh, you know, cleaning up the graveside and and doing that, that whistle, the whistle that the two girls did in the very beginning of the movie. And then again, as they parted ways, it was kind of like, you know, a, a bond between them and I honestly was anticipating hearing that that whistle callback, but then of course Val like comes up, blows her nose, and she's like, "I'm allergic to the Midwest," you know. I was like, "Damn!" Like I I genuinely really miss Black Widow. Like I the fact that I know that she's not going to be in these movies anymore. It's just you know she she had her funny moments and she kicked ass and looked great doing it, and she smiled a lot. I love seeing Scarlett Johansson smile. She's got a beautiful smile, so. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed this movie a lot, but I don't think it was like a great send off for the character. Now, I mean, we obviously know the character dies in Endgame and she gets a, you know, it's a pretty dramatic death. You know, it's pretty emotional yeah. for people, but I don't think this movie like it would not. I mean, OK, the if you take out the post credit scene, would it surprise you all if they made another Black Widow movie in a couple of years where it's like set like a year or two after this event? You know what I mean? Like because there's time between where this takes place and where infinity war begins right now there's probably not a whole lot of space but you you could play with the timeline to like you could fit another movie in because mm-hmm. like i said it didn't it didn't feel like a big send-off to me for the character it wasn't like the celebration of the character that i thought it was going to be it was just like mm-hmm. here's what she was doing between these major movies yeah. and like i said very good movie but wasn't like the farewell to uh black widow and then maybe that's because we have another Black Widow that's coming up in mm-hmm. Elena Belova. But what did y'all think about that aspect of it? It it wasn't quite the same send off like that we got with like Tony, for example. Obviously, Tony, you know, died dramatically in Endgame, but then they also honored him with the memorial and thing you call it in his chest, the chest piece. And I mean, that was huge, obviously, right? But yeah, I, I can see your point, Justin. This wasn't quite the same celebration of, of Natasha Romanoff and, and the way to, you know, kind of conclude her her character. Um, Frank, what, what are your thoughts? I had no problem with it. Um, I, I think for me, I wish I would have got more Black Widow as far as like more episode, like like an like actual season of this to like really flush out the Red Room and like flush out the absence of the Avengers 
Um, but I mean, I had, I had no problem with it. I, I thought it was fine. Um, but I think with these movies, um, they're not rebooting series. So this is a, 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 a universe that's been going on for the last, what, 12, 13 years? So it's going to, I expected an end and I'm not surprised how it ended, to be honest. Um, this, this is a character that was a, she was an Avenger for, for, for a long time, but at the same time, she wasn't, you know, Cap or and or Iron Man or one of the top, top tier guys. Uh, in my mind is Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. So for what she was, I, 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 I got what I expected. Do y'all have any other final thoughts before we wrap up here? Good movie. I will definitely watch it you know, multiple times. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Yelena in, uh, in future, uh, in future movie shows and see just what her character development is going to look like and um, what it's going to be with, with Clint Barton. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I do wonder how they're going to, you know, I mean, he didn't, he didn't kill her, you know, like we saw in game, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> He, he was trying to sacrifice himself, but she just wouldn't let him, you know? Yeah. So like, I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, Yelena could maybe ask around and be like, so what happened? They could, someone could go, well, you know, she. One, one little, herself. one little Easter egg. I don't know if you guys caught it. I can't remember precisely at what point in the movie. It might've been after that, that fall, Frank, that you were talking about how Natasha like fell from the very top of a building and like hit every level along the way, got up and like walked towards the other black widow who was about to like, you know, kill herself without against her will. As, as Natasha was uh, hovering over that girl, she's wearing a necklace that had an arrow on it. I don't know if you guys caught that. So to me, like, like Clint Barton, is her best friend, you know, her mentor, if you will, and like just someone very special to her. I mean, and, and I'll, I'll stand by this until the end of time is that if you didn't know that Clint Barton was married with the family, you would have thought that something was going on between him and Natasha in these movies. Right. And so even, even then, you know, she, she wasn't quote unquote an Avenger anymore, but she still kept Clint symbolically close to her. So um, I, I hope that, you know, we'll, we'll get a really good story when it comes to Clint and Yelena and, and all that, you know, that'll play out. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll be a big part of Yelena being, you know, in Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And I know that series is, I'm not sure even sure if it's begun production. Cause there's so much, we've talked about this before mm-hmm. with the Marvel series, there's She-Hulk, there's Moon Knight, you know, what if we know it's about to come out in August. You know, there's oh, uh, so good. There's Miss Marvel. There's going to be Ironheart. There's Armor Wars, Secret Invasion. Like, there's just so much coming down the pipe that it's. Uh, mm-hmm. It might be a while before we see Hawkeye. I'm not sure. It may, or maybe it's next year. I'm, I'm not really. They don't really release. Well, maybe they have, but I just, I just don't know offhand. But <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's a lot coming up, there and uh, you know, we'll be back later this week to finish Loki. Yay! The finale, episode six. I can't believe uh, but, we're already at the finale. Yeah. But before we go, uh, Brittany, can you tell tell everyone how they can find us on social media? Simply search The Watchers in the Basement on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We appreciate all of those who have already liked and followed our pages. And we very much appreciate uh, you liking our post and 
you know, leaving comments whenever you do see something. And also don't forget to find us on YouTube if you already haven't, because we do not only video podcasts, we also do audio podcasts. So for YouTube, be sure to subscribe, hit that notification bell, leave a like, leave a comment. And again, for audio podcasts, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, thanks to Anchor.fm, where they make it super easy for you to start your own podcast, just as we did. And last but not least, help grow our audience by sharing not only the Watchers of the Basement on your social media, use that hashtag, Watchers Basement. Word of mouth is always great as well. So let's keep spreading the word about the Watchers in the Basement so we can grow our audience and hopefully, fingers crossed, make this into our full-time job. Thanks, Brittany. And uh, thank you for watching and listening. We appreciate it. So for Frank, for Brittany, this is Justin saying we'll see you later this week. We review the finale of Loki. See you later.